Hello, club members. I'm Kate. No, she's not. And she does it every time. I just like, <laughs> I'm curious to know how many people buy it. I, I bet a lot, right? No, your voice they is They get totally lulled different. into it being you and me being not here. And then it's like, bam, back. <laughs> she's back. And it's Emma and she's back. And that means that we've got some <laughs> crime to talk about. It is time to talk about crime. Some of us are excited. Some of us don't like talking about crime. And we're all here together. And that's what makes it special. I think you'll like this one. Why? Is it like... Only a couple of grisly murders. Only one body. Only one body. Wait, for real? For real, only one body, and it's not a classical serial killer case. So it's just like a change in tone. I want to keep the crime genre broad, so I'm giving you something fresh. Something fresh, but it is a body. (laughs) There is a body involved. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Well, tell me about this body. What's the deal with this body? So I learned about this, and it's probably one of the most fascinating things I have learned about in 2022. It is now 23, so I now have new things to learn about. But for 2022, it it ranks in top five things I learned. I want to know, like, all of the five things of the top five things you learned. (laughs) Um, Well, that's for another podcast, my favorite things I learned in 2022 podcast. Yeah, tune in for that one. It's a good one. It's an annual podcast. (laughs) It's an annual podcast. Yeah, we don't have a great following. It's about five minutes long, one minute for each thing she likes, and then she just goes, it's dead air for 11 months. Just tune back in in a year, and (laughs) I'll give you five more things I like. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity to explain why people like true crime. Sure. So people are curious, and people want to understand the unknown in human behavior. Does that mean they want people to die? No. And like horror freaks, which all of you are, and Kate has transformed me into... Who seek entertainment from people dying. So no, I don't not hear. from real people dying. Like, just, you know, ghosts. And people who inhabit the homes of ghosts. Do you get a little extra spooked when it says based on a true story? You know? Does it give you a little extra thrill? It does. It scares me worse. Like, The Conjuring. I love it. I rest my case. Okay, well. Your Honor. I will say this. Learning about true crime has made me feel... Um, more terrified of the world around me, but also more vigilant. And um, I kind of feel both safer and not safe at all. (laughs) Just by knowing. I think you have to, I think you have to separate two different types of people. So there are people who do really wonderful podcasts like Crime Junkie, which focuses a lot on missing cases Mm -hmm. um, or like different forms of social media. Um, and those are people who have an interest and also use their platform to help people get found and things like right. that. On the other side of it, the people who are like buying the clown artwork from John Lee <gasps> Gacy Jr. are calling Ted Bundy hot. I do not align. He's with them. not even hot. He's not even hot. Like that's what like I know. Like it makes me mad because like we shouldn't be calling any serial killers hot. Like that's weird, you guys. But also he wasn't even hot. So I get that. So like it's, it makes me double angry. I would have swiped left, but that's beside the point. Yeah, for sure. And you would have lived even Emma. before I knew he murdered people. Oh, my God. There's probably no, you know, I'm, we're not here to talk about Ted Bundy. We're here to talk about a body. Let's, Emma. let's talk about it. Wait, is it Ted Bundy's uh, body? No, he's got enough. He has got enough screen time in 2022 or 2021, whatever all that stuff. Oh, came out, thank I'm you. Done. So tired of enough. Ted Bundy. So instead, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to take us over to East Asia, actually. So we're going, that's the sound of us flying across the continents. I think it sounds like that. 
That wasn't very good. Was that okay? How about? How about no. Right, I think that would that would pass. I'd put you on a very low okay, budget good. film sound effect. Well, I don't I don't have a lot of budget to spend on this trip to Asia. You didn't tell me about. And so I, you didn't even plan the, for the travel time and your time off. I'm so sorry. I know my boss is furious, <laughs> and it's to go learn about murder. Yeah, God, no excuse. Well, here we are, and where are we? What what country? Um, so right now we're in Malaysia. Oh, right now we're in Malaysia. Okay, cool. Yeah. What are we doing here? We're in February of 2017. Oh, we time traveled. That you okay? That's why you had to All make right. the noise. That wasn't a normal plane noise. That's why I had to make the noise. Okay. Normal planes don't make noises like that, but time traveling planes do. So. And it was my intention all along, <laughs> as I suspected. Okay, <laughs> so we are in Malaysia. This woman named uh, Siti Asse, uh, and I may be butchering that, but that's my best attempt. Um, she's a 25-year-old. She's originally from Indonesia, so she is now in Malaysia, and um, she actually is getting arrested. <gasps> what? What an intro. Oh, my God. Yeah, so these police officers come up to her, and they're like, where were you just a few days ago? And she's like, you know, I was in the Kuala Lumpur um, airport. I was with my boss, Mr. Chang. Like, I can call you and let you know. Like, he, you can talk to him to corroborate my alibi. Um, she doesn't really know what's going on. She tries to call Mr. Chang, and his line is disconnected. So that's not helpful. Oh. Yeah, that's bad. No. They haven't said what she's charged with. Well, they, then they go, well, that all checks out. You're being arrested for murder. <gasps> oh, my. Yes. And at first, she kind of thought it was a prank. She's like, okay, that's enough. And you'll kind of get an idea why she thought it was a prank. So she had been working on a game show, like a Japanese game show, and had recently filmed at the Kuala Lumpur airport. So it's understandable that she thought that this was a joke and part of a game show. Wouldn't that, oh my gosh. Oh my God, that's so sad. It was not. Um, <laughs> when you think it's a game show and you're actually getting arrested for murder. Yeah, so she took some convincing and then she realized it was real. And to her shock, she was arrested and taken in. For murder. For murder. All right. So a game show hostess in Malaysia has been arrested for murder. Pretty much. So a little bit more about her. I mentioned she's from rural Indonesia. So she had recently had a divorce. So she had moved to Kuala Lumpur thinking like this is a more liberal area with more opportunities compared to Indonesia where she was from. Um, Unfortunately, she had actually run into some hard times following the divorce and had to get into sex work. Um, So not a great time for her. That's um, she would often wait outside of bars outside of the city center to try to find clients. And one time a cab driver mm-hmm. who she knew was like, hey, um, here's this guy who I just picked up from the airport. His name is James and he is working for a Japanese production company. Um, and James says, yeah, I'm working for a production company. I'm looking for people to participate in it. It's actually like a Japanese prank show that we're trying to produce. So City's in a tough spot. So she's like, yeah, that sounds way better than sex work. And I I totally understand that people can elect to do sex work. For her, this was a last resort. It wasn't something that she was interested in doing. So he talks to her a little bit more. And basically, the premise is pretty simple. And many of you probably know that a lot of kind of Japanese and East Asian game shows can be a little bit slapstick. Like they're kind of things that we might traditionally think are bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So in in this one... um, they're like, okay, we're going to put baby oil on your hands, and we want you to run up oh to God. people and hold their hand. That's the joke. Oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> That's the whole That's show? The whole joke. That's not a prank. That's just, That's just gross. gross. <laughs> I, would, 
I would scream if someone with a hand <laughs> slick with baby oil grabbed my hand. hand. Absolutely Honestly, no. Honestly, Kate, you're really selling this game show because I thought it was weird. But hearing you, like your reaction to it, I'm like, I'd watch that. <laughs> Emma, what if next time you come over, I just meet you at the door with a firm handshake full of mineral oil first of all if you came at me with a handshake i would turn around and leave would you be suspicious I would be so suspicious immediately <laughs> if i shook your hand we've talked about sister we've talked about come on in we've talked about nick her husband nick planning a prank for me so i would immediately take that as a prank i'd be like there's a buzzer in that hand i'm not participating i'm leaving we found this thrift store that you know what they i'm just gonna say they have a surplus of vintage baby dolls kate I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying we're going to do anything with them. I'm just saying that they're there. If you and I know where they are and you don't. If you want to haunt your own house, that karma is going to be a bitch. If you're going to haunt your house so that I get scared one time and then those dolls are living in your house, that's on you. No, I'm not putting them in my house. No. So for, so the plan was we. There I like was a hold plan in my hands outside. Yeah. Out, oh, no, there's no plan. Wait, tell me. What are you doing with the dolls? Okay, so you hold them. So I have to get the cursed dolls to your house, but I can't have them in my car. Not in my like, house. Oh, well, th- that's the prank because you're going to find creepy dolls everywhere. <laughs> you don't know my passcode, do you? Well, Nick asked if I knew your passcode. Oh, my God. He's serious. <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> and I said no. Nor will you ever that. at this point. <laughs> I know. So it's a warning, but it's also a threat. I'll remember that, Kate. And also, I love you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. And Kate, get I out of here, you. but keep it recording so I can tell the other club members about this really fascinating story. Okay, sorry. Back to your story. So, where were we? Oh, yeah. She was holding people's hands with baby oil all over them. <laughs> that's so gross. So, like, that's what you need to do. She's like, sounds good enough. Love a paycheck. So, she tries it out at a mall, and it works And she, because she gets paid. People, I guess, react appropriately. She gets paid. And then James, the guy who she'd been previously working with, he didn't speak um, very well. And they didn't communicate very easily. So they brought in a guy named Mr. Chang, who is um, multilingual and was able to communicate a little bit more effectively with her. So he was also a part of the production crew. So he came to help out. The production crew for the oily handshake game. Oh, you betcha. So, mm-hmm. so he like is like you're doing a great job now I want you to sometimes whenever you're sneaking up on people I want you to also put it on their hands like do like a or on their eyes do like a peekaboo kind of thing ew I'm sorry first of all you didn't mention she was sneaking up on people and grabbing their well, she's hand. not walking straight towards them I mean, like you obviously she's running up to them no not <laughs> obviously I thought she was like going up for a handshake with a stranger had, well I don't know that's usually who you shake hands with isn't it <laughs> If someone randomly came up to me and said, like, put out their hand to shake hands with me, be like, who are you? Well, I, it's worse if they pl- try to play peekaboo with my face. That's definitely for sure worse. Yeah, you can't do that in the United States. There's, like, concealed carry laws here. You don't I do mean, that. you could do in the United States. Depending on what part of the country you're in, it might not work out for you. You might not get to do it twice. Yeah, that's very fair. Don't do it in the southern states is what I would tell you. Can you imagine, like, going up to, like someone in walmart in mississippi where we're from and just like slathering oil on their face no and you would not be able to talk your way out by being like oh this was a prank no it would go really poorly no they have nothing they have nothing to lose they would fight you 
They're going to throw you in the clink. They're going <laughs> to take you off in a paddy wagon. In a paddy wagon. Okay. So she gets pretty good at it with the help of uh, James and Mr. Chang now. So she is multiple. It's a skill. She's getting good at sneaking up behind people and putting oil on their face. If you've not tried it, don't knock until you've tried it. I guess. I guess. I'll, okay. You know I guess people I'll say like you, you get those awkward questions during interviews and it's like, what's your fun fact or what's an unusual skill you I'm really good at sneaking up behind people with my palms just slick with baby oil <laughs> and just like grabbing their head in malls. You had to be there. <laughs> it was hilarious. You'd have to be there, but it's really funny. <laughs> so while she's doing this and producing or participating in this show, meanwhile, in Hanoi, Vietnam, something very similar is happening to another woman. Like exactly like this? So Duan Huang is a 28-year-old. She was working as a waitress, but she really wanted to be an actress. That was She had even tried out for a Vietnam Idol before. This was something that she'd wanted for a long time. So one day she's working at the as a waitress at this restaurant, and her coworker lets her know that, hey, I just met a guy who is looking to hire people for acting on this Japanese prank show. Oh, no. <laughs> Wonder where this is going. I do not wonder where this is going. So this time she's meeting a lovely man named Mr. Y, which is not suspect at all. Mr. Y. Sounds safe. So I don't know what's going on here. The well, From what I read for the first woman for City, she was being paid like a hundred something dollars. He's offering this woman a thousand dollars. Well, is she doing the exact same thing? Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to make you a big actress. I'm going to take you to Japan. I'm going to take you to the States. You're going to go all over the world. You're going to become famous. Um, but I need you to get to work on this prank show. So he starts having her do this holding hands with baby oil, hold, putting baby oil over people's eyes. And he's pretty intense with her. He keeps giving her a lot of feedback. Like, you need to move with more purpose. And, like, when you do it, you need to hold it there for a couple of seconds. You know, for the... That's weird. Just for, you know, for the comedic effect, Kate. You know. This guy has a fetish. He's got, like, an oily fetish. <laughs> he's like, try it on me. Quick, try it on me. Yeah, try it on my face just just to get you know, just for practice. <laughs> Again, no, I don't know if that That's was happening. Gross. That's not part of the story. So he really wanted the timing to be right so that it would be funny. So after, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's why it's not funny. After a few shoots, she finally starts getting good feedback. She feels like finally my dreams are coming true. They're liking what I'm doing. I'm on the right track. And sure enough, he if decides, hey, it's time to hit the road. We're going to Malaysia. So he flies her to Kuala Lumpur. So now both women are in the same city. So now it's time for the real thing. This time it's going to be, of of all places, for a prank to happen, it's going to be at an airport. That's not a – they don't welcome pranks (laughs) at airports. They tend to be frowned upon (laughs) at airports. My mom – I guess not my mom, but our mom. Yes, we are sisters. (laughs) Don't take that personally. Our mother. Our shared mother. So our mom one time went to the airport. This is what it kind of reminds me of, this idea of fun pranks. Our mom went to the airport with my uncle. And my uncle, like, makes this just, like, joke to the, I was going to say police officers, the security guards or whatever. Thank you, TSA agent. And he's like, oh, you better check her extra close. And they take that. This was post this was post 9/11. So like he didn't his timing was off. That was bad joke. And and, and then they pulled her aside and they stripped yeah, her, did. didn't they? Should have taken some notes from Mr. Oh y about comedic timing if you ask me. Yeah. 
so all in all, I guess what we're saying is don't practice your prank shows at the airport. (laughs) Anyway, Emma, how does it go? So Dewan goes to the airport, the Kuala Lumpur airport, and they let her know, hey, there are going to be two other actors this time. We're really elevating it. So one's going to (laughs) be... We have six <laughs> things of baby oil, and we are not. We're dumping a gallon of baby oil on an unsuspecting <laughs> traveler. <laughs> so they're like, "There's going to be this fat bald man, and then there's going to be another woman I, I'm who so has sorry. the same job as you. The fat bald man, their words, not mine, is an actor, and he's in on the prank. But you haven't met him, and you're not. Yeah, but talking also, to don't him. meet him, and you don't need to meet him. So." <laughs> There are four people there now. It's Mr. Y, Duan, and Mr. Chang and City. They're all at the airport. So the two girls are given baby oil. So, like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm just imagining, like, a bunch. I'm imagining that they're booking a flight, and so that's why they're at the, at the airport. So all the baby oil is in, like, little travel size ones. Three fluid ounce. <laughs> so City and Duan are both, have both been separately instructed to go put baby oil on this guy's face and do the peekaboo thing. I can't. <laughs> this so is stupid. real. This happened in 2017. City gets there first, and she puts baby oil over his eyes, holds it there, then runs off to the bathroom to wash her hands off. The guy doesn't say anything? I'll get to that. I mean, he's obviously startled, but this okay. little, not little girl, she was 28 or 25, runs off. Like, So he's just probably trying to see immediately, and then like, what the hell just happened to me? So then... In that okay. short period of time, right after she does it, Dwan doesn't make it there first, but she still gets there, and she comes and does the same thing. So to the same guy. Yeah, so he gets pranked twice. A double prank. Uncool. Yeah. So then, this man, who is um, been baby-oiled, he is like, something's up. He goes <laughs> to the police at the airport, and like, you can see video of this, and I'm actually going to show it to you in a second. He goes to the airport, and he's like... <gasps> Hey, you can see him talking to him, trying to explain that he's had baby oil put on his eyes and he's concerned. The baby oil bandit has struck twice. Yeah, so they take him off to the, um, like, a side room to learn a little bit more about what's going on. As you see him walking off, you can see he has a limp that he didn't have before. So (gasps) he dies within 15 Uh, to 20 minutes. Oh, my God. So the man. That's not baby oil. So, okay, the it was not baby oil. It was an outlawed nerve agent called oh VX. <gasps> the function of VX is it breaks down acetylcholine. Oh, my God. Which is very important for everything. Yes. So your muscles become kind of permanently switched on, which is really bad when your lungs or your diaphragm becomes permanently yeah. switched on because then you suffocate. And it's odorless and it's tasteless and 10 mill- milliliters is enough to kill someone. Oh, my God. And the man who was assassinated, who was unkindly referred to as a fat bald man, was Kim Jong Nam, which is Kim Jong Un's brother, half brother. <gasps> oh my fucking god! What? Right? I did not see this coming. I am so glad you didn't, because it's wild. It's so wild. That's why I'm like, this is one of the most fascinating things I've learned this year, because that is an insane way to to assassinate somebody. They had to create a fake prank show to train those girls to do it. Oh, my God. So the girls are seen on camera. They're seen on camera doing the prank. They're seen on camera going and washing their hands. It looks not great. Well, who's Mr. Y, right? Where's this guy? So that's a great question. So 
like I told you, whenever they get arrested, they're like, hey, no, talk to the, like, I was really on a prank show. You can talk to my boss. And the bosses, all their phones are disconnected. And it turns out oh, there are yeah. eight North Korean agents in the airport who all immediately fly out. Four of them never get arrested. And one gets arrested for, like, some petty charges. But they, like, immediately, they're like, okay, our job's done, and bop out of there. Oh, my God. No wonder. They, that's why they did it at the airport. Yeah. And then the next day, Duan thought she was doing another bit. And she goes to the airport to meet her um, boss. And the boss is just not there. How did I not know about this assassination? Like, this is, like. A big deal. I'm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's freaking crazy. So if you search assassination of Kim Jong-nam and go to videos, but go to the CCTV news CCTV shows moment Kim Jong-nam assassinated. I'm watching it. Okay. And skip to about like second 25. Do you see her putting the baby oil on his eyes? Kind of. It's she's very far away. She is very far away. And then do you see him going up to the police officers? Yes. And then he dies 15 minutes later insane it's they said that they wiped a wet cloth no they didn't i saw that in one of the in one of the reports but that's not accurate they just had loose yeah they just had baby oil on their hands or what they thought was baby oil and they probably had used baby oil a lot of the other times the most fascinating part which you may be wondering how did they not die from the nerve agent because it didn't touch their mucous membranes exactly our hands are much thicker and so that's not going to all soak in effectively but if you're putting it on people's eyes then that's or like their mouth or their mouth that's a really you get to the mucous membranes that's really easy access point and they did it twice just to make sure it worked oh my god that's so messed up yeah so kim jong nam had been exiled from um north korea so he's actually the oldest of um kim jong il's children he should be the heir he should be the heir but for some reason it was given to his younger brother um kim jong-un well he i think kim jong-nam had like said things against the regime yeah so kim jong it's like there's a whole lot of information it's really really rich history if you want to look into it we don't have time for it today but the idea is that kim jong-nam had opinions about kind of this dictatorship um and ultimately kim jong-un got the throne and kim jong-nam was fine with that he actually traveled a lot he lived in like china at one point he was but he was always seen as a threat to the point where he kept um whenever kim jong-un got the throne he started keeping um antidotes in his pocket and at the time he was killed he actually had vx nerve agent antidote in his pockets oh my god are you kidding me he had sent a a letter five years earlier to his brother seeking mercy and pleading that his family had nowhere to hide and then he had also he just kept embarrassing the family so for example he tried to fake a passport to go into japan so that he could take his kids to disneyland I do hear it's a really dope Disneyland over there. I'm not yeah, and a very Western Americanized capitalistic place. I mean, can you think of anything more capitalistic than Disneyland? No. <laughs> so that was not no. like a good vibe for the fam. So he was living in exile whenever he was murdered. But the North Korean assassins disappeared and were never prosecuted. And these two women were left holding the bag. Oh, my God. They didn't get prosecuted did they so they did get prosecuted and charged with the murder of kim jong-nam um, after a lot of bargaining it was city was able to get the indonesian um, authorities or government were able to get her exonerated exonerated they basically got her back to the, the home country and then on the other side of it um uh, duan did not end up she actually did get 
charged, but she didn't. So originally the penalty would have been death if found guilty. So there was a, <gasps> there were a couple of years before they got off where they were in prison facing a potential death for being part of this game show. Um, but Hwang, so City got off and then Hwang, because of pulling strings from her government, and then Hwang pled guilty to a lesser charge, so voluntarily causing hurt by dangerous weapons or means. She got three years, um, but was ultimately, you know, released and did not get murdered or get killed or put to death. Okay, well, that's that's fucking sad. So there's a fascinating, but they the beautiful thing is that they did end up getting um, let out because like I really thought that wasn't going to end well when I was listening to that story I was like there's no way um, Malaysia is not going to take that lightly um, but there was so much media attention there was so much political attention that I think it became more there would have been more outrage if those two women had died from a lot of different countries um, when everyone kind of is widely believed that it was as things sort of unraveled not their fault yeah once people figured out that there were all those north korean agents and they actually got to know the story at first it sounds farcical they're like oh we didn't kill him on purpose we were part of a game show but then when you actually start reading the text and the way these women were coerced and the way these women were really played on to get them where they were it makes a lot of sense how this happened so they actually ended up getting away with their lives fortunately um, but unfortunately, Kim Jong Nam did not, um, and this is just like another example of the very wild terrorist re- regime of Kim Jong Un. I can't believe that he had antidotes in his pocket. I can't believe he has to travel, had to travel with antidotes. What do you, I? I guess you just, as soon as anything remotely suspicious happened, I'd just be chugging antidotes all the time. I yeah. know that's not how it works. He may have just been freaked out or not able to see. I don't know. I didn't think to get the antidote. I mean, it was also baby well, oil, which is not. he didn't know what it was. Yeah, which is a very bizarre, I, like, I mean, it wasn't baby oil, or maybe it was mixed with that. Um, but I guess you wouldn't immediately be like, I prob- that was probably VX, you know? <sighs> that's horrifying. I'm so glad I'm not important enough to be assassinated. I know. It's really insane. It's gotten me on this whole like assassination kick just because the stories are just so fascinating. Oh my God. But just the political pieces of it are just very wild. So I, I just had to share that with you and with the club because I thought it was just so bizarre. That is bananas. I now have a fear of baby oil. That's how I take my makeup off at night with baby oil. I got a prank for you, ma'am. No <laughs> pranking me to death. That's the rule. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, if y'all want to learn more about this, I recommend you watch a documentary called The Assassins that came out a couple of years ago. I think it's from the same, let me double check myself, but I think it's from the same person who did The Keepers. Oh, God. That was devastating. We and whenever have, this, if you guys want a sad documentary, um, go check out The Keeper on Netflix. Um, which I think that um, whenever this director found out about the story, he thought they were guilty. And it wasn't until he started, he just thought it, he was kind of curious about it. And it wasn't until he started looking farther into it that he was like, oh shit, like these people are part of like a really insane assassination attempt. Um, and then ended up kind of getting to know their families and doing the whole story on them. So the moral of the story is if a nice man approaches you and asks you to hold some goo in your hands and smear it on somebody. Just say no. Just say no. The moral of the story is don't talk to men ever. Or women. I mean, don't just don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to anybody. Yeah. It's a mess out there. It's a mess. Just um, talk to us. <laughs> See, it's safe. Here in the club, it's safe. And <laughs> we don't ever have to leave. Or That's great. stay uh, sharp by listening and learning about true crime. That's what that's the real takeaway uh, here. 
Well, I'll just let you tell me the true crime takeaways without like the her body, her toes were cut off and then fed <laughs> to the it? children. Yeah, I don't like this either, to be fair. Just give me like the the key points. Yeah, I don't want to just hear about something horrible that happened. I want to know how that person was like, how justice was brought or like, I don't know. I want something more than just something gross. Well, I don't know that justice was brought here, but it's very interesting and very oily. It made me want to learn more about the North Korean like relationship with South Korea. It just made me want to know more about political history, honestly. Yeah, samesies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's enough assassinations for a Thursday, so I'm just going to stop it right here. Emma, we will see you for another true crime, crime corner, assassination corner, murder corner, (laughs) murder house. Let's just keep it broad so I can pull in, you know, randoms like this. I love it. That's perfect. So I keep me on my toes. I love it. Well, Emma, so glad you were here with us today. And until next time, you guys, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy, guys.